For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And welcome to episode 198 of the Sports Yak. That's the Barry Larkin episode. Big Bad Barry. The former University of Michigan and then Cincinnati Red shortstop who hit 198 home runs in his big league career. 198. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's on the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Welcome to Sports Yak. This is the Friday episode as we record ballpark around 9.30 a.m. on a Friday morning. How you feeling about tonight? Good about tonight. This uh, should be a good game. We'll talk a little high school basketball a little bit later on, but let's start out with college basketball, Corey, as Matt Painter and the Purdue Boilermakers continue their ownership of Indiana University. Seven straight wins over the Hoosiers for Purdue. How many does Archie Miller have in the series? That would be zero. That would be a bagel. That would be a donut. That would be nothing. And as I tweeted last night, let me reiterate this. There might be a time where Archie just flat out has more talent than Purdue. I don't think it will happen, but there might be a time. But I can guarantee you that Archie Miller will never, ever, ever, never outcoach Matt Painter. It ain't happening. It didn't happen last night. The Boilermaker Express just flat out ran over IU defensively. 25% shooting for the Hoosiers. 25%! That was abysmal. That was an embarrassing performance by IU last night at Mackey Arena. And yet, they're still in the game. They trail by two or three going to the final minute of the first half. And Purdue goes on a 6-0 run because... Indiana just forgets how to get the ball across half court. So IU gives up six points in the final minute of the first half and then seemingly forgets to show up for the second half as well because they were so inspired by the great Archie Miller when he brought his team back out onto the floor. Once again, Trace Jackson Davis just put him on the milk carton. He was a disappearing act last night for the Hoosiers. Mm -hmm. If he's not involved, Archie, I can't make this any simpler for you. Let me coach your team for you. You've got to get Trace Jackson Davis involved in the offense because if he's not, you're not going to win. Matt Painter, in a down year at Purdue, keeps them alive, at least in NCAA tournament hopes. I don't think they're going, but they've beaten IU twice this year. Archie's job on the line? No, no. 
No. When would it be? Well, if by some reason he didn't make the NCAA tournament this year, which would mean a total collapse here at the end, um, then it could be. Because there's a new AD coming in at Indiana. And his priority, number one, will be working on the basketball program. So I don't think Archie's job is on the line this year, but it sure will be next year. Okay. And uh, the phone apparently agrees. <laughs> That's Archie tweeting you. I've heard you. I will make adjustments. Well, he should. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, there's a couple of big games Sunday, right? Well, let's first of all talk about Notre Dame from Wednesday night since we recorded the last Sports Yak. That's right. They did play Wednesday They night. played Boston College. And for 39 minutes, it looked like Notre Dame's season was done. And then somehow, miraculously, with the lead going back and forth in the final minute, Prentice Hub comes down. He's at about the free throw line, and he's double teamed and has the presence of mind instead of forcing the shot to find a guy in the lane, T.J. Gibbs, floats up a little mid-range jumper, and it drops through the net with one-tenth of a second left. And the Irish beat Boston College in a thriller, 62-61, thus keeping their slim NCAA tournament hopes alive. It was a great pass. Yeah, it was. So now Notre Dame has to go to Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon, team that just got done beating Duke. And they got to find a way in the Larry Joel Coliseum to beat the Demon Deacons. And if they can do that on the road, they'll have a nice little four-game win streak ready to come home to Purcell Pavilion for a date with a Florida State team, a date that could save their NCAA tournament hopes. Wow! Right now, Notre Dame is probably, they have what's called the net ranking, which is looked at by the committee to try to help seed the teams. And you have to remember, Corey, that with all the automatic berths that go to conferences, many of whom aren't really that good, you you can take out about 20 of the 68 spots for the NCAA tournament with those kind of teams. So you'd better be in about the top 50 if you're going to get into the NCAA tournament. And Notre Dame's current net ranking is 56. Now, a road win over Wake Forest isn't going to help that ranking that much, but it's not going to hurt it. And a road loss to Wake Forest would be devastating. So you've got to get that win Saturday. Then, if you can get a win over a team like Florida State, which is a top-10 team, that will help. But that's the gauntlet ahead of Mike Bray's team right now. How about women's basketball? Irish closed out a home season in which they lost nine games, and you could probably go through the last 15 years of Notre Dame women's basketball and not find nine home losses. But they lost nine home games this year, but... They did close on a bright note last night, beating North Carolina 83-65. Freshman Sam Brunell with 23 points to pace the Irish. What I found most interesting about that game was after the game, Muffet takes the mic and basically says thank you to the fans who continued to come out and support the team during what was clearly 
a terrible year. And she promised it will be better next year. Now, you might say, well, that's an awfully low bar to go over because they're 12 and 17 right now. And a team that had previously made 24 or 25 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. So you might say, well, yeah, that's that's an easy promise to keep. But the fact that she would publicly say it, I think, bears mentioning. Such a highly competitive woman. She's got a lot to think about, a lot going on this summer, I'm going to guess. Still on the recruiting trail, I'm guessing. Right, and and as we've talked about before, this is one of the first times, I think, in her career, well, it is the first time in her career, where people will legitimately be saying to her, will you still be there when my child is ready to graduate? Hmm. Because before... There was no question. There was no question about it. But now, obviously, you have to think that retirement is somewhere down the road. Um, She obviously does not look like a woman who's ready to retire. But she's won two national championships. She had a Hall of Fame career. The question is, what more drives her? I think what drives her right now is not wanting to go out on notes like this, wanting to get the program back up to where, maybe not national championship level, but certainly contender level uh, before she would go. Does a player who's paying attention when she's doing recruiting ask her, do you think, in the living room, hey, what happened? Or is that like, eh, we move forward? (laughs) First of all, players aren't worried about history. If you're being recruited, you're not worried about history. You're worried about what can you do for me now. Okay. Um, The most asked question by recruits is, will I play my freshman year? Look at this roster. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. (laughs) She might even bring him a ball. Here you go. Yeah. You could have played. If if I'm (laughs) recruiting you, you probably could have played this year. You just weren't (laughs) in college yet. Oh, man. Ooh, boy. All right. Locally, a couple of interesting developments. And when I say locally, I mean on the small college level. Uh, Good ball game tonight at the File Center. The File Center is on the campus of Holy Cross College. Mike McBride's Holy Cross Saints are actually in the top 10 of the NAIA Division II rankings for the first time in their history. And they host IUSB tonight at the File Center in the uh, Chicagoland Conference semifinals. So if you don't feel like going to a high school game tonight, but you want to see a good ball game and one that's going to involve some emotion, I would say head on over to the file center. That should be a that should be a fun game to watch tonight. Bethel College got a big win in the conference tournament in the quarterfinals. They went down to Indianapolis and upset number five Marion. That was 85-78, I believe, on Wednesday night. And now Bethel will play Taylor. If you haven't seen how Taylor, pardon me, if you haven't seen how Taylor advanced to the Crossroads League semifinals, you need to scroll through the 46 Sports Twitter page and get down to that video. That got a lot of views. They hit a three-quarter court shot against Grace after Grace had tied the game with about a second and a half left. And whoever's doing color on the Grace broadcast says, we're going to overtime. No, you're not. 
No, no, you're not. Some guy for Taylor just hit a 75-foot shot, and you're going home. Now, Grace will probably get in the NAI Division II National Tournament. They were ranked number 13 in the country going into that game. But now, instead of Bethel playing Grace on Saturday, they'll go to Taylor and play Taylor. And I would think if you ask Steve Draben, he probably likes his chances against Taylor. Okay. So if that were the case, then they would wind up having to play Indiana Wesleyan in the finals, more than likely. They are the defending national champs with the kid from Warsaw, Kyle Mangus, who will once again be the player of the year in the Crossroads League. Now let's go to high school basketball. Can we? Yes. 46th game of the week tonight over at the Great Western Forum on the campus of Washington High School. The Panthers have won eight straight. The Marion Knights have won seven straight. And they play again on Tuesday night in the first round of the sectional. Rob Berger, the coach of the Knights, teaches in the Washington building. In fact, his classroom is right next to the classroom of Ryan Varga, who is the head coach of the Washington Panthers. So they have a great relationship, and uh, Rob is somewhat of a mentor to Ryan. Ryan's also got another pretty good mentor in his uncle, Tom DeBates, who coached Clay to the state championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ryan Varga has a, a pretty good coaching pedigree, but he and Rob talk a lot during the season. Uh, the big question is how both teams will play it tonight. Now, Varga has come out and said they'll be competitive. I think Marion will be competitive, too, because they're still nominally in the hunt for the NIC title. They would need New Prairie to upset Adams tonight, which I don't think is likely, but it could happen. And then they would have to win at Washington. But the real question is, will these two teams play the same style, the, run the same kind of plays Tuesday night as they run tonight? Chuck has a uh, poll on 46 Sports, the Twitter, and currently 64.7% say it's nights out for the Panthers. See what I did there? So does that mean nights out that they eliminate Marion, or does that mean that Marion comes in and takes out the Panthers? I was kind of hoping for the second one. So you're like saying... lights out, nights out. Okay. Not like nights are out. It was a work in progress. It was off the cuff. You might have wanted to think about that one a little bit more. It's all how you take it. So, in other words, Marion leads the poll. Marion leads the poll. That would have been a very simple thing to say. I was trying to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Kick a man when he's down. No, no, no. By the way, uh, interesting sidelight. I stopped by the Marion practice yesterday, and Rob Berger told me that this has been his favorite team to coach in the 22 years he's coached because they work harder than any team he's ever had. Really? That's quite a compliment to a team. I think this team had a chip on its shoulder when Jaden Ivey left to go to La Lemire, and everybody just kind of gave them up for no good. Remember, they were dropped from the Hall of Fame Classic. They were supposed to go to the Hall of Fame Classic down in Newcastle this year. And the Hall of Fame Classic kind of called him up and said, yeah, we're not so sure we want you anymore. Wow. I do not remember that. So and I, so this team is wanting to show people it's bigger than one player. Yes. I love that. And I love that. They have played incredibly well this year. They're 17-4. and four. 
but they run up against a very good and talented Washington team, not only tonight, but on Tuesday in the sectional. Hmm. Okay. Some other games tonight around the area. We mentioned Adams at New Prairie. Adams playing for a 20-win season, playing for an NIC title, playing to go 12-0 in the NIC. Only one other team has done that, and that was 2016 Washington, coached by the same man who's coaching Adams now, Chad Johnston. So that game has a little bit of something to it. Uh, A couple other games in the NIC to keep an eye on. St. Joe at Mishawaka. Mishawaka has already clinched its third straight winning season, something they haven't done in 15 years. Their coach, a veteran coach in Ron Heklinski, who has a lot of experience in other places, but he has had winning seasons now in his first three years at Mishawaka. The last Mishawaka basketball coach to do that was John Longfellow back in the 1950s. So Ron Heklinski taking the cavemen into some uncharted territory here going up against another veteran coach in Mark Johnson. I believe in that game you have two coaches who are over the 400 win mark for their career. And then you've got Glenn against Riley tonight. Glenn, the bi-county champions, heading over to that very competitive Jimtown sectional. Riley gets done with this game, celebrates senior night, and then they go to the Laporte sectional on Tuesday night and take on the big dogs from Culver Academy. So... Some interesting games. There's also a game in the Hoosier North Conference I'll mention. Knox, which survived in overtime last night against Oregon Davis, uh, goes and plays at Triton tonight. If Knox wins, they are in a four-team tie for first place in the Hoosier North Athletic Conference. I don't know if they all get participation trophies or what, but uh, four out of eight teams in the conference win the conference title. If Knox wins tonight, not a given. Triton's been playing well. Okay. Up in Michigan, your Lakeshore boys are at Niles tonight. Not a far drive for the man van. Lancers Vikings. Lancers Vikings. Not a far drive for the man van. If it's interested in uh, heading on over and seeing dear old alma mater, which needs a bounce back win after the loss to Kalamazoo Central on Tuesday night. Buchanan visits Berrien Springs. Edwardsburg at Sturgis in a Wolverine conference game. Can we talk about Northwood? Yeah, the girls' basketball team at Northwood playing for the state championship tomorrow night at 6 on TV 46. We'll have all four state championship games live for you on TV 46. That means the Saturday replay of the game of the week starts at 8.30 in the morning. Because the first game is? At 10.30. Okay. 10.30. 10.30 for the 1A game, about 12.45 for the 2A game. The Northwood game, 6 o'clock probably 602 to be precise because they got to come on the air mm-hmm. and then uh 815 for the 4a game but northwood plays salem northwood has more wins than any other team in class 3a this year they are 27 and 3 salem is 25 and 3 salem uh they lost one of their best players if not their best player before the season started with a knee injury from soccer so they've tried to rally around this cause. They had an assistant coach die of cancer. They they have a lot to play for. This is the first time that a Salem team has been in the state finals since 1930. And the first time, obviously, ever a Salem girls basketball team has gone. For Northwood, the first time since 1999. Wow. So you sat down with the team yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yes. Um, Tell me about that. 
yeah, this this was interesting. A week ago, Northwood uh, Skyped in Ruth Riley, and she spoke to the team on Thursday. And they've had Thursday speakers pretty much all year, or at least some sort of, whether it's Thursday or not, some sort of weekly speaker. And uh, I thought, wow, you know, Ruth Riley. So I asked Monday, Adam Yoder, I said, who are you getting for this week? He goes, I'm, there's a lot of names I'm, I'm kind of trying to get a hold of. We'll see. So uh, as fate would have it, Wednesday night, I get a direct message from Coach Yoder, and he's like, would you be able to come over and speak? And I said, well, is there a theme that you want? And he goes, well, let me show you what the themes have been. He sent me a list. And so I kind of came up with my own theme, and I, I got over there yesterday as practice ended, 5 o'clock, and uh, he ushers them into the classroom, introduces me. And as fate would have it, Wednesday on our little radio show here on Pulse FM, uh, you had mentioned Jonathan Kane. Mm-hmm. From Journey with the song Don't Stop Believing, basically a lyric that he got from speaking to his father when he was struggling to get his career started. Yeah, turned 70 on Wednesday. The other little known fact about Jonathan Cain is that, and I don't know if you know this one or not, he was born Jonathan Friga. He was born to these two Italian immigrant parents. Yes. And he went to school at Our Lady of Angels in Chicago, which suffered a horrific fire in Nightmare. 1958, and 92 people died. He survived, obviously. So then he goes on. So I tell basically the story from the start. Born to these immigrant parents, survived this fire, decided to become a musician, struggling on the road, gets talks to his dad who says, don't stop believing, and turns it into this song. And the then, song. <laughs> yeah, the song for Journey. And that was basically the theme was don't stop believing. And, and I talked to the team about, you know, every one of you that I talked to this week in interviews told me about it's always been a dream of yours to win the state title. And dreams are great, but you have to believe to achieve. And now is not the time to think, what if? I said, if is a small word, but the biggest obstacle to us actually achieving our dreams. So right now we're going to sit here and you're going to tell me why you're going to win this weekend. And so we went around to players and coaches and they, they said why they believed they would win. And I said, let me give you some other facts. You've played 30 games. You've held 28 of your opponents below their scoring average. You have the most wins of any team in Class 3A. You have a community who believes in you. Look at all those people who came out last Saturday to the semi-state to watch you play. Said, your student body, though, there's only one problem I have with your student body. Said, they wait until there's 15 seconds left in the game, and even your coach can figure out that you're going to win. I, I have a little bit of the relationship with the coach where we trade jabs. I said, and even your coach can figure out that you're going to win. I said, we're not waiting for that. I said, get up out of your seats. And I said, repeat after me. And we did the, I believe, I believe that we can, I believe that we will win. I believe that we, and jumping around in the classroom. 
And I told them the only sad part for me is that I'm not calling this game on 46 because I already know what I'd be saying. The clock hit triple zeros. I'd be saying they believed, they achieved. Northwood is your 2020 state champ. Nice. That was the crux of the speech. I love that you put effort into it. The night before, you did your homework. Good for you, man. Yeah. So Very inspiring. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully it inspires them. You know, hopefully they enjoy the process of getting there. That's that's what I... The work that they put in. And and I think they are enjoying it. I mean, the community's been great. They had dinner at a restaurant last night that picked up the tab for them, brought the whole team in. And uh, they were kind enough to invite me, but I couldn't go because, well... Diane Freeby had Italian beef going to the crock pot, and I'm not passing on that. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, would you say there's not a more energetic community than Northwood fans? I, I'd be hard-pressed to find them. Okay. I mean, they seem to be there for every sport for their kids. It's It's amazing. I kind of enjoy when I go down there. And the Black Panthers in some of the yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, yeah. You know, they're into it down I there. I mean, they really are. And you go to a lot of other communities in this area that, that are good communities and supportive. And a lot of them in that conference with Northwood. Right. Don't forget, folks, this is one of the reasons Mishawaka wanted to leave the NIC and go into the NLC is because they want to be a part of this conference where Communities get out and support their kids. Yeah. What time's that game? One more time. Six o'clock Saturday night. TV forty six. Okay. Just here's what you do: you watch the forty six game of the week tonight, and you take the batteries out of the remote, and you just allow your TV to be on forty six all day tomorrow because you can watch basketball all day long. Great advice. <laughs> My batteries are always out. Someone's got them for his controller. <laughs> oh. Let's talk a little bit about football. The NFL Combine going on in Indianapolis this week. And I try not to get too tied up in this because I tend to believe that you can usually tell from watching guys film in college whether they can play. Like, I don't need a Combine to know that Cole Komet's a really good tight end. I've seen that. I don't need a combine to tell me that Chase Claypool is a really good receiver. I've seen that. But it is interesting to get some of these measurables on guys. Chase Claypool yesterday ran a 40 in 4.42 seconds. Now, they have enough electronic timing and stopwatches and things like that at this event that I have faith in these times. This isn't – I had to chuckle at a tweet today. Somebody somebody posted the Chase Claypool time and said, yeah, that's probably third fastest at most high schools based on the times they post on Twitter. You know, you always have these guys saying, oh, I can run a 4-2-40 and – No, you can't. No, you can't. Isn't there a fun little stat about his weight? Like, he's a big – He's a big dude. Yeah. He is 6'4", 235. Now, I – I know 6'4", 235 guys that used to play. That used to be a linebacker in the NFL. Now lots of times it's a safety because of the speed of the game. 
Chase Claypool ran the fastest 40-yard dash for anybody over 235 pounds or over since Calvin Johnson, Megatron, who was a Hall of Famer for the Lions or will be a Hall of Famer when his name is called. So we're we're talking about, and he's got a 41-inch 40, vertical leap. He's going to make some money. <laughs> Somebody is going to take him. I don't know if he's going in the first round, but he's going early. Okay. He's going early. Cole Komet. Now, you're talking about 260-pound man here. 6'6", 260. He ran the 40 in 4'7". And, again, catching everything in sight that they throw at him down in I mean, you talk about two freakish athletes. And I think it was Brian Driscoll from Sports Illustrated who made the point yesterday. Somebody at Notre Dame better go into Matt Bayless, the strength coach's office, and just lay down a big bankroll of money. Cause he number one, he's making these kids a lot of money with his strength and conditioning program. Mm -hmm. And number two, he's made Notre Dame a much better football team. Chris Fink. Chris Fink is a walk-on, and he had a 40-inch vertical leap yesterday. I mean, that's that's because of the work being done in the weight room in the off-seasons, and even while the season goes on. So this Bayless guy over at Notre Dame, he knows what he's doing. And... Unless you want to lose him to some good programs. And Notre Dame has had a couple of weight coaches in the past that they've lost to good programs who wanted to pay more. Just saying, you you better realize what you've got Hang on and treasure guy. it. Okay. Okay. Another uh, Notre Dame football development last night, New Prairie quarterback Chase Ketterer announced on the Twitter machine that he is a preferred walk-on at the University of Notre Dame. And Please this, define that. A preferred walk-on means you're basically, you're going to be part of the team, you're not getting a scholarship, but you don't have to go through the walk-on tryouts. We've seen enough of you, whether it be at camps or on your film or whatever you've done, that you're going to be on the team. Uh Similar to what Connor Radigan from St. Joe did last year, a wide receiver. Not getting scholarship money, at least for that, um, but will be part of the football team. And you never know if you can work your way up on the depth chart. We've seen it could happen. stranger things happen. A scholarship a could happen. Every year, it seems like some walk-on gets a scholarship. Not just Notre Dame, but other places. But good for Chase Ketterer. I pulled Chase Ketterer aside. We did the New Prairie John Glenn game. And I am not one to do this. But I summoned him during while the JV game was going on. I said, look, I said, I'm not supposed to play favorites. But you're one of my favorites that I've ever had to cover. Because you just, you comport yourself, you compete you lead. I've never heard you say a bad word about anybody, whether it's a teammate, a coach, an opponent. 
you know, you just handle yourself in such a way. And, and I have enjoyed covering you, and this is the last event that I'll get to cover, and I want to have a chance to say it. How'd he take that? Um, he said, th- and, then, and then, of course, I disparaged one of his teammates. He said, he um, said who are you? <laughs> he said, well, thank you very much, Mr. Nagel. And, um, <laughs> you know, it went from there. Those things happen. Yes. No, he's a great kid. and, and Great to hear. I, I said on Twitter last night, and I met it, I was delighted that he will be going to my alma mater. Okay. Hockey, uh, the Blackhawks actually came from behind on a team and beat them 5-2 last night. Detroit's awful. They lost 7-1. Notre Dame, big series at the Compton this weekend. Friday, Saturday against Michigan State, the last place team in the Big Ten. Irish can make some hay and maybe, just maybe, work their way into the NCAA tournament. They're a little bit like the men's basketball team right now. Um, I forget what the uh, – it's para-wise is the system used for hockey, um, similar to the net rankings that we talked about in basketball. Yes. And in the para-wise rankings right now, Notre Dame is 18. 16 teams make the NCAA tournament. They've got some work to do. They've got some work to do, but maybe they get some help. Maybe they move into the Big Ten standings a little higher, win the Big Ten tournament like they did last year, get into the NCAA tournament. Okay. That's all I've got. So uh, a real quick eye roll moment segment for you and I. On Twitter, I always watch what's trending, and I watch the numbers of why it's trending. Sure. And there's a habit of a random yet recognizable name that will all of a sudden start trending. Like Tina Fey the other day. You click it on, and usually one of the first tweets is, I saw Tina Fey trending, and I thought, oh, my God, is she dead? Right. That's usually every tweet like that. Exactly. So today, Barry Sanders popped up. And I I actually was like, oh, no. Right. And uh, I clicked it on, and here's why it was trending. Garth Brooks had a Barry Sanders football jersey on to talk about his Detroit performance. Nice. Twitter thought it was Bernie Sanders. He was supporting and endorsing, and they went off on Garth Brooks. Oh, my goodness, are people stupid. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was reading. (laughs) What a... Come on, people. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Figure it out. It doesn't take that much. Whatever happened to think before you hit send? Let me reiterate that message out there. This shouldn't necess- be necessary for anybody listening to the Yak, because if you're listening to this show, quite frankly, you've shown more intelligence than the average human being. But why don't you go out and tell some of your friends who aren't listening, and it'd be a perfect message to give them because if they're not listening, how intelligent can they be? (laughs) What you tell them is, think before you hit send. Uh, That's tweet-worthy right there. That's good stuff. Unbelievable. Right. And the other thing, it just blows my mind, some of the things that people tweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just why? What did you really think that was necessary? Yeah, I it, had, it's almost like the Steve Harvey video I sent you yesterday. 
ta- him talking about church testimonials. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, Monday will be episode 199. Yes. Wednesday will be episode 200. 200 Man, we got to think of something to do. Or do we just do what we do? Well, that's a possibility, too. <laughs> I mean, we... Who would... Let me open this up to the Sports Yak listeners, and you can tweet us or email us over the weekend. What's our email again? The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. And, of course, you can follow us at Sports Yak with two Ks, and it's probably just easier to post on there, mm-hmm. quite frankly. What should we do for episode 200? You want a normal, <laughs> a normal episode of the show, like there is a normal episode? Or do you want us to try to book a guest? And if we book a guest, you have to understand, it might not be anything all that good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can follow Chuck on Twitter at 46 Sports and get that same bite and vigor in written word, written tweet. I think before I hit send. Do you? Yes. Good for you. I mean... Good for you. Thank you. Let's say that the proper way. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga looga bear looking. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.